All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Full Seam Ahead. We are back with you, and the Astros are American League West champions again. As five out of the last six seasons, five straight non-shortened seasons, we are on top and headed back to the playoffs, and it feels good, Lorenzo. Oh, it feels amazing to be at the top where we have been reigning for these many years. We don't count the COVID season because, you know, that was 60 games, unless you like the Dodgers, you, you count that as a World Series and you count that as a winning season. But, you know, five out of six years being able to clinch the AL West has been, you know, really magnificent and says where our organization is continuing to head, even though the departures of key players like uh, Charlie Morton, Garrett Cole, George Springer, Carlos Correa, these guys are out. You know, with other teams like that, with superstars like that on other teams, they could just deplenish real quick. And with the Astros, you know, the organization, how they handle player development, how they've handled, you know, free agent signings, you know, sleepers and like, you know, the trade market as well with Mancini, Christian Vasquez, uh, Phil Maton and others, um, you know, just sets where this franchise is continuing to head. And, you know, it's just going up instead of going down. So really excited for these guys to head back to the postseason, and hopefully, you know, make a run for a World Series title again. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that familiarity with the, with the playoffs, something that we couldn't imagine, you know, 15, 20 years ago, but something that we've luckily become very blessed to be a part of here uh, in this little golden age of Astros baseball. So today we're going to kind of break down this Oakland series this weekend that kind of got us here, that punched our ticket to the playoffs on Saturday. And then game one of the series versus the Rays last night out in Tampa Bay. I'll talk about that great start from Luis Garcia uh, and much more as the Astros clinch the American League West and then kind of look at what this rest of the series has in store for us uh, as well. But again, we're going to get off that four game series against the A's at home. Our last time to see the Oakland Athletics this season. Lorenzo, what was your one word from this series versus the Athletics? Uh, Taking care of business. I'm not even going to go with one word. I mean, Finishing off a team in Oakland, you know, the last time we'll see them in our divisional games for the rest of the season, it was important to, you know, get out of there with the bang, you know, to show the West, you know, who's still on top. And that's what we did against these Oakland Athletics. Unfortunately, we didn't win, you know, I believe it was game uh, three on Saturday. But, you know, a serious win is what we could do. I'm not tripping about it. Everybody was staying hot, as in Jordan Alvarez, as we'll talk about in a little bit. But, um, yeah, I'm just taking care of business, moving on from them below 500 winning teams. And, yeah, I mean, everything looked great. Defense, pitching, offense, especially, like I said, Jordan Alvarez, key word right there. But, yeah, that's what my my words for that series. Yeah, it, it was a good series to take care of business, like you said. So let's start with game one of that series. is a 5-2 win. Lance McCullers Jr. on the mound for the Astros, and he looked as dominant as ever. Going six innings pitch, two hits, giving up only two earned runs, four walks, and collecting 11 strikeouts along the way. It was one of the best performances we've seen from Lance this season. Um, he, he's just continuing to, to look great, and the offense was there to support him. Again, putting up five runs um, against the A's and against uh, Cole Irvin that, that evening as well. Uh, Alvarez going two for four with a double. Tucker going three for four with a double. 
Mancini and Vasquez both collecting doubles. And, of course, the return of the King Aledmus uh, continues to stay hot with the home, a three-run home run as well. So that was, that was just a great way to, to start the series on Thursday night and, and really set the tone for how this series versus the A's was going to go from, from the very beginning. Yeah, definitely. You know, I want to correct you. James Caprillion was the one that oh, started sorry. that night. It's cool. Cole Irvin was the uh, Friday's pitcher. But, yeah, I mean, like you said, offense took care of business. McCullers, I was there live, dude. He just carving up this lineup. I mean, it looks so good. I believe he was like six strikeouts with nine outs, you know, from the three innings. It was yeah. incredible to see him continuing what he's been doing, you know, carving these hitters up. The only thing, he's going back into the, you know, the walk category. He's allowing a little bit more walks than he usually does. But hey, six innings pitched, two hits, giving up two earned runs, four walks, 11 strikeouts. Like you said, you can't do nothing about that. But offensively, everybody was participating. Like you said, Aledmus Diaz with the biggest one of them all. Um, but yeah, I mean, McCullers didn't get the win that game, but you know who did? Seth Martinez. That was his first yeah, career did. major league win. Uh, one inning uh, of pitching, two strikeouts, didn't allow no hits, no walks, nothing like that. Um, your guy, Will Smith, the Fresh Prince, he went in two thirds, giving up only one hit. And then Hector Neris, well, not even getting the save, but, you know, oh, no, no, it wasn't Neris. I got the save. It was uh, Rafael Montero. One inning pitch, two strikeouts. So, I mean, everybody was doing their jobs. Bullpen went in there again, slamming the door. Um, it was great to see Aledmus Diaz hit that ball, though. I mean, it was yeah. very exciting, very promising. Um, Mancini and Vasquez as well, two of the newcomers of these Astros lineup. And, you know, offense was there to give us a win. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, we've, we've been waiting all year for the offense to click. And maybe, knock on wood, it looks like they're finally really starting to do that uh, pretty consistently here. So Friday night was the return of Justin Verlander coming off of his IL stint. I think obviously we were all curious to see if he was going to just pick up right where he left off on this Cy Young campaign, or if he was going to need a little bit to get back in the swing of things after that that IL stint. But there was never any need to worry. JV returns and looks as dominant as ever. Going five innings pitched, no hits, no runs, one walk, and nine strikeouts. Uh, So, I mean, obviously – you, you can't ask for better than that. I mean, something we talked about in the last episode was whether or not JV was going to be on an inning count or a pitch count or anything like that. And I think obviously we see that we see that here getting pulled after five with no hits, no runs. Uh, but definitely a great sign to see JV going, you know, full steam ahead, huh? Yeah, definitely. It was a very positive sign to see you know he hasn't pitched since that baltimore series in late august and for him to come back and not even allow one hit giving up only one walk but nine strikeouts out of five innings you know that that's pretty incredible yeah um uh, but yeah you know we did talk about him being on a pitch count was wondering about that only through 79 pitches 51 of them were strikes so that was a great sign um you know for that and then the bullpen to continue you know doing what they've been doing Phil Maton going in two innings, giving up two hits, one walk, three strikeouts. And then Ryan Stanek, one inning, one walk, two strikeouts. And then Brian Abreu, even though he gave up that scoreless streak in um, Detroit, came back strong, giving up uh, one hit and striking out two. So, I mean, the bullpen held it down for JV. And though, you know, he wasn't able to continue on. I mean, he had a no-hitter through five. But obviously, the precaution is the biggest thing. We want him to be healthy for the postseason. So, Great sign for him to get back and dominate like he's been doing. 
Yeah, and, and, and you know, he looked phenomenal, and the offense looked phenomenal behind him, uh, especially Jordan Alvarez. Well, really, he was, <laughs> Jordan was pretty much the only offense going Friday night, but the sometimes that's all you need. Uh, Jordan going four for four with three home runs, three solo shots in his first three at-bats. Um, you love to see it. You just love to see it. You love seeing the big man get hot. Uh, he's going to be so critical for this team in the postseason, and it's it's awesome seeing him get hot at the right time. Yeah, it's definitely a positive. I think that's the biggest thing of them all. Uh, four for four, three home runs, three RBIs. Like you said, your his first three at bats were home runs. Um, that last at bat he had, he had a single, and that was one of the hardest hits out of um out of the one of the home runs. So I mean, this guy is seeing the ball dead center right now it's looking like a beach ball coming at the plate for him that's a great sign for us because we've been talking about him getting healthy getting them hands you know in place being able to play and he even said it you know even though he didn't get to play that each that um last game i believe of the detroit series he wanted to come to the media and tell everybody hey my hands are good and everything like that and sure enough he showed it this really this homestand uh against the oakland athletics yeah Continuing on to Jeremy Pena, one for four with that home run. I mean, it was just home run after home run this entire game. I mean, Bobby Dynamite was working up there on that train. All these <laughs> home runs going through. Uh, Maldonado getting an RBI. So offensively, the guys look good. So, I mean, that's a great sign. Offense is still there. So very good to get the win for JV. Yeah, and, you know, just that completion. Every All the pieces coming together at the right time. Uh Astros also punching in the, their playoff ticket. Technically, the Orioles lost uh, earlier on Friday, which punched our ticket to the playoffs. But uh, doing that, you know, when winning winning that game, guaranteeing our, our entrance to the playoffs at home was pretty sweet. Um, kind of he- headed toward it, it. Feels real, like man, like October's is here. It's right around the corner. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the biggest of them all. And you know, for them not to put like something, hey, you know, they just clinch the postseason berth, you know, when they're playing during the game, I think that would distract the players. Of course, they wouldn't even care because they already knew they were going to get to the playoffs. But being able to stay focused and um, continue on with this game, I think that was very important for these guys to get the win. Yeah, without a doubt. And then Saturday, Saturday, Astros looking to extend their win streak to seven at that point. And then we had another rough outing from Jose Arquidi. Uh, Urquidy struggled again on on Saturday, going six innings pitched, seven hits, six earned runs, two walks, six strikeouts, giving up two home runs along the way. Uh, that's now six earned run and earned runs in each of his last two outings, uh, getting shelled pretty hard in these last two starts from Urquidy. Uh, his ERA is up from from three sixty two on August fourth to three ninety six right now. And I don't know, like, I mean, how worried are you about Jose Arquiti right now? Uh, I mean, it's getting rough for him, really, yeah. because I think really what's going to happen is people are fighting for postseason spots now at this point. Yeah. And Arquiti, you know, ERA up to 396 from, you know, August 4th, he was doing 362, and now he's at a 396. Not the best positive sign to see there. Another, you know, five-plus run game from him last two outings. So, I mean, it's kind of getting a little worrisome, especially with a lineup like Oakland. They're not the strongest lineup. They got some players that are, you know, that are really talented. Tony Kemp, uh, Sean Murphy. I mean, they got 
they got some good players. But in order to attack a team like that, you got to do that. And unfortunately, he wasn't able to do it against this game. It happens. But at the same time, too, I think, you know, for him, it's going to be fighting for a postseason roster spot. You know, we got a lot of talent in the pitching depth that we have. I mean, we had to send Seth Martinez down. You know, he's been tearing up right-handed batters throughout this whole season. And for us to drop him, you know, to Sugarland because of getting that roster spot for JV coming back into the rotation, it hurts. But, I mean, like I said, it's getting a little worrisome for me because he's been effective this whole season. Before the season, he was a little struggling. But, I mean, he found his groove after. And now it's kind of going back into numbers like he was doing the beginning of the season. So it's it's not looking too good. Um, I'm panicking a little because I do want him to succeed, especially the second half, you know, that the bounce back sure. season that he's been having right now, it's going to be hard for him, but yeah, I'm kind of a little bit panicking on him now. Yeah. And I mean, you know, and especially when you consider the fact that he gave up, he gave up a run in the top of the first, uh, and then the Astros offense just exploded in the bottom, in the bottom of the first, uh, giving, giving, uh, they collected four runs on home runs from Diaz, Tucker and Mancini. Uh, it was 4-1 Astros. You know, you gave Urquidy a little bit of a cushion, took the pressure off a little bit, uh, and then just consistently kind of they chipped away at it. Uh, eventually, you know, again, taking an 8-5. to five. And the offense couldn't ever really get it going after that first inning. Uh, not even a lot of base runners getting, getting on base. Uh, only run coming after the first inning was a solo shot from Alvarez in the eighth inning. Um, so, I mean, you know, that's where you got to – you want the offense obviously to pick you up, but it also it's hard to complain about getting five runs and getting the getting that lead and and still not being able to hold on to it. So overall, just a kind of a frustrating game. I do think you know obviously gonna have to keep an eye on the Urquidy situation. Uh, I think him and Garcia both are kind of in that position, like you said, of you know fighting for where they belong and, and if they belong on the postseason roster, and you know kind of how they fit into this whole this whole thing going moving forward. So that'll definitely be an interesting, interesting storyline to watch, but you know, one pitcher who doesn't have to worry about who, if he's going to be on the postseason roster, give it to me. Who is it? It's Framber Valdez, man. Incredible. Our King Framber is now the MLB record holder for consecutive quality starts in the same season. On Sunday, he collected his 25th consecutive start of the season passing Bob Gibson and Jacob deGrom uh, for that record and closing in on the all-time quality start streak uh, of, of 26, also held by Gibson and deGrom. You were there on Sunday for the Astros' 11-2 win and Framber's record. What was it like witnessing history? Oh, it's beautiful, especially one of our own players Our you know, came from the ground up in our yeah. development of Astros baseball. I mean, it's great to see that now we got somebody in history. Um, you know, the first part was him being a left-handed pitcher in the MLB passing Johan Santana earlier, you know, in the season. Now he is on top of everybody, especially two. you know, I'm pretty sure Jacob DeGrom is going to make it to the hall of fame and, you know, a hall of famer and Bob Gibson from the St. Louis Cardinals magnificent this guy deserved the ovation dusty baker made him go out to get another standing ovation 
dude, I mean, MLB records that are hard, you know, 25, 25 games of quality stars. This goes back to April. Late April is when he started this streak. And I mean, it was magnificent for him to continue. And hopefully he can continue going through this. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure he'll probably pitch the Baltimore series. I think they wanted I, I, I'm sticking with my prediction. I think that's why they put him against Oakland, because I think they wanted him for sure to get the um, the record on Sunday. But yeah, I mean, props to Framber. I mean, there's really nothing to say about this guy. I've been preaching about him this whole year. Everything like that. Just hell of a job for this guy. He could be a top three Cy Young candidate now. Especially with the record, he should be. He should, he should be. But you know how MLB writers are. Um, Alex Manoa too has been doing great, but a record like this, and you know, a tough playing against tough teams out there as well. You know, all of these guys are major league baseball players, and they're not minor league baseball players, right? You know, Framber Valdez, hell of a job. Congrats from full seam ahead to you, my good man, the franchise. Yeah, I mean, you know, just an all-around great game from Framber going six innings pitched, four hits, two earned runs, one walk, seven strikeouts. Uh, and he actually didn't didn't give up any hits uh until what, the fourth and didn't give up any runs until the sixth. So I mean he he was looking he, he was looking at his best. Um and, and those two runs in the sixth inning, it was classic. Framber get behind early, got a little flustered, got a little frustrated, and then just ground balled his way out of it and just let Breggy put on a clinic over there at third, just to take care of business, get out of the inning and, and seal the deal there. Um, and Framber also had the offense behind him. The offense exploded on Sunday afternoon. Altuve went three for four, which we'd love to see. He's been a little streaky late, a, a little slumpy lately. Uh, yeah. and, you know, as the rest of the offense gets going, it's great to see him get going as well. Uh, Jeremy Pena one for four with an RBI. Jordan Alvarez continued to stay hot, going two for five with two doubles, four RBI, and he just barely, one of those doubles just barely missed being a grand slam in the third inning. It bases loaded, and he almost curved it into the Crawford boxes, but not quite. Bregman, one for four with a double. Tucker, one for four. Yuli, two for four. Chaz, one for three. But the main story is Martin Maldonado having one of those one of those Maldi games, you know, he's he's it's like he's due for one every month or so. He'll he'll come up with one of these games going four for four with four RBI, including a home run. And that's all she wrote. Astros collect eleven runs over the course of the game to win this game eleven to two on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, it was fantastic. You know, whoever had that on their bingo card, Maldonado four for four. Please, I mean, just show yourself already because I wouldn't even thought. And then four RBIs, too. That's even a crazier, you know, stat. Four for four with a home run and four RBIs. So, uh, but yeah, it's great to see Maldonado continue to swing the bat like he's doing right now. Offensively, everybody, dude, everybody was just in the game. And I think that's the most positive sign to see out this series is the offense continuing to clip, given, you know, putting up 11 runs, especially to secure definitely a win for Framber, but. You know, for Framber himself too, staying in the zone and being able to co collect that quality start. But Alvarez, I mean, that's the biggest name right there for this series to me because speculation of his hands. Didn't think he was um 
going to play because he was hurt and all this. Like I said, he wanted to talk to the media. He just, you know, he just went bonkers, dude. Like that series against Oakland. He did. It was just crazy. So, I mean, offensively, starting pitching as well. Bullpen. I mean, this game had it all. Defense, like you said, Bregman was making hell of a play, you know, left and right. Pena as well. Great game and great baseball for this team overall this series. Yeah, and you know, a great game to recap a great series. Obviously, would have loved the four-game sweep, but I'm not going to turn my nose up at a three-game-to-one series win. Uh, over the course of the four-game series, a couple of notes here. Over the course of that four-game series, the bullpen only allowed two runs over, the, over that series, and both of those came in, in Saturday's loss. Uh, also, the Astros outscored the A's 26-12 to 12 over the course of the series. Uh, and obviously, eight of those runs coming in one game on Saturday. And Jordan Alvarez, I think he is certainly your player of the series. I know he was the Major League Baseball American League Player of the Week for this last week. Uh, against the A's, he went he, he hit 529, the slugging percentage of 1.412. Collecting seven extra base base hits, nine home runs, five home runs. Sorry, seven extra base hits, nine RBIs, five home runs. He was crushing the ball. He he was crushing the ball left and right. And you love to see that from the big man. Hopefully that, you know, moving forward, he can keep it going. Uh, But all that's great and and kept the Astros rolling into last night's game to kick off the Tampa Bay Rays series out in St. Petersburg. Yeah, they're not even in Tampa Bay, St. Petersburg. But yeah, let's get started with Luis Garcia. Last outing wasn't his best outing. This pitching performance that he did was really great. It was very positive to see. He was in a jam in the first inning. Got out of it, though, with these. Um, finished the line with five innings pitch, two hits, four walks, four strikeouts. Got to limit the walks, but I mean, you know, he's going to... he's. Continuing to make progress. I think that's the biggest thing of them all. And then Hunter Brown coming for the long relief appearance. Since Christian Javier right now is in this starting rotation, Hunter Brown is in the bullpen. And going three innings strong, two hits, one walk, three strikeouts. Love This it. guy has a lot of potential to be in that postseason bullpen. And I am very excited to see how he continues on to be in the bullpen. Because like I was telling you, there was one start in Sugarland. When he had started and then got scratched last minute to be in the bullpen and worked in the bullpen. I thought from there, when he got scratched on the starting lineup, I thought he was going to come to the big leagues. But later on, it was, you know, reported that he was going to be in the bullpen for the game. And, you know, obviously in that game, he was um, used. So this was a positive sign to me because he got the experience in AAA, comes into the uh, big leagues. This was his first bullpen appearance. He was supposed to be appearing whenever he had first got called, I believe, that series in, in Anaheim. Baltimore. But no, in Anaheim, right. he was supposed to pitch, mm. but he didn't pitch. Um, but, I mean, this was a strong performance from him. Do you see him in the postseason as a bullpen reliever? Oh, no doubt about it. I, I definitely think, I, I definitely think there's a really solid chance that we see him there. Um, I think he has shown in a very short amount of time that he's got it, you know, that he, he's got the ability to go after. He's not scared. He's not scared of the moment. He can go after these big league guys. And I think he has a chance here in these next couple of weeks 
um, as we wrap up the season out of the bullpen to get a few more looks at, at some different lineups. Obviously, the Rays are no slouches. The Orioles coming up are, are you know not a bad team. So honestly, the Diamondbacks are not a terrible team either. And I mean, the Phillies are a wild card team in the National League. So he's got some opponents coming up that he can, you know, kind of keep cutting his teeth on and and getting that experience. But I think he's absolutely in that conversation. Um, and and I, I would like to see him there because you want to win. You got to put the best guys in, in the roster uh, in the position to, to succeed. And I think that there's obviously that conversation of, you know, Garcia or Keedy, where do you, where do you put them? Where do you go? Um, you only got so many spots, you know, teams can only carry 13 pitchers going into the postseason. But I, I think he's at the very least earned the right to be very deep in that conversation as we move toward the off through the board to the postseason. Yeah, I think he's even though you know, our pitchers, you know, with Christian Javier, Luis Garcia, and Jose Arquiti, them are the most three known starting pitchers right now that are fighting for that fourth starting rotation spot in the playoffs because obviously you're going to have JV. Um, I don't know if they're going to use Lance because, like I've talked about, Framber works very well away from Minute Maid Park. His numbers are <laughs> crazy outstanding when he's away from Minute Maid Park, sadly. But um, it's going to be, you know, them top three for sure. So if you put Hunter Brown in that bullpen, there's a strong chance that Christian Javier goes into that fourth starting rotation spot. Which because I'm like an advocate for. Yeah, because, I mean, obviously we've talked about the strikeout rate, insane. Like I've said, eight strikeouts, seven strikeouts, nine strikeouts. He's always he's almost in the double digits as well. And then plus he's, his contact rate, batting, you know, average against, with opponents, it's very low. It's like in the 190s, um, low 200s. So there's a strong chance Christian Javier will be your fourth starting pitcher in the starting rotation of that postseason run, which I am completely good for because giving up only three, four, five hits in his last outings when he pitches, if you go look at the stats, I mean, it's incredible what he's been doing. Yeah. And the poise of this guy being in his third season with the Astros, it's, you know, marvelous. And I, I just can't wait to see what happens, you know, when they reconstruct, well, who's going to start, who's going to be in the bullpen. It's going to be interesting. So we'll just have to see when it comes to that time. Yeah, you know, and and I, I think there's so many different combinations. It'll be really interesting. I don't I, – I'm glad I'm not making the, the, the decision there. Yeah. Um, but also last night, the offense got it going early. Uh, Altuve led us off with the leadoff home run, his 11th leadoff home run of the season, which is good for the major league best uh, leadoff home runs. The 32nd leadoff home run of his career uh, just set the tone early off of Drew Rasmussen, who is um, not a bad pitcher by any means for mm -hmm. the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Just knocked him in the mouth to get it going, and then it was off kind of the races from there. Uh, Alvarez went one for four with an RBI, and Breggy stayed hot, uh, going two for four with, with an RBI double as well. So, you know, taking care of business. And, again, that outing, like you mentioned already, with the Garcia-Brown piggyback, shut him down. And by the time the dust settled in Tampa Bay, the Astros were standing there as American League West champions, popping champagne in the locker room, and enjoying all the trappings of being champs again. 
Yes, and that tastes so good. Um, Sparky in the clubhouse, obviously Julia doing the, you know, post-game appearances with these guys. It's just fantastic to see these guys continue on what they've been doing throughout these, like you said, the golden age of Astros baseball. We haven't experienced this in never. I mean, if you really want to count them 2,000 years, you know, with the Bagwell, the Biggio, Berkmans, that 05, really this does not compare what the Astros are doing since 2017. Really, you can even include 2015 too because Correa doesn't miss that ball. They could have been the ALCS and then even be in the World Series against the yeah. Mets. But, um, but yeah, I mean, fantastic just to see Justin Verlander leading the toast off. Surprisingly, we didn't see a Dusty Baker um, drinking out of the shoe again, drinking out of the cleat. I was waiting for that. <laughs> didn't happen, but um, I'm, I'm very excited to see what we're going to go. You know, I think we already set the tone. McCullers even said in one of the um, interviews with Steve Sparks, we're not finished. They're just getting started, and that's a positive sign to hear. He even said, you know, compared to these other teams from, you know, 2019, 2017, 2018, you know, all these other years, the biggest difference has been pitching. And that is probably oh, the yeah. biggest, you know, thing that he said, because we had seven starting pitchers that could work and do good. If Odorizzi doesn't get hurt, it would have been different because he, he could have even stayed. We don't know. But pitching, I mean, the depth that we had, Garrett, like we said, like I was saying before, we lost Garrett Cole. We lost Charlie Morton, you know, important guys in that starting rotation. And then even you can include the bullpen as well. Um, Roberto Osuna in 2019, Kendall Graveman last year, Brooks Raley, you know, Dusty yeah. Baker's favorite player. We lost some good players. And for people to step up and do their jobs, like, for instance, you know, like I said, this isn't my favorite player, but this year he has been great. Brian Abreu has stepped up big time in that bullpen, real big. And I mean, we, I hope, yeah, and I hope, and I hope that he continues this on into the postseason. Uh, Rafael Montero as well. Nobody even thought about him whenever we got Kendall Grayman. We just thought he was just going to be a side piece. But this year, I mean, he's made a big difference for our bullpen. Hector Neris, of course, that free agent signing, James clicked in the offseason. So, Pitching has been there, like Lance McCullers said. I think that was the biggest thing compared from all these other teams that we've had from the Astros baseball golden age. Pitching has stepped up. Offense is always going to be there. But like you said, it's just been – it's great to stay at the AL West. I remember Fox tweeting out who was going to win. Fans obviously don't like us. Who gives a shit? Pick the Seattle Mariners. Seattle Mariners are a great ball club. But like I said, and I will say this – until it happens, the AL West and the American League runs through the Houston Astros. Absolutely. So let's continue. You know, job is not done yet. We are not satisfied. I wanted, even if we get to the ALCS and we win that, that is not even satisfied because we are really looking for the World Series title. We haven't had us at 17. We've been already twice in the past, what, five years, and we've lost them two times. So I'm, I'm really excited what this ball club could do because this team is really special. Yeah, they are. And they've got 14 games left to close out this regular season. Uh, obviously finishing up the series against the Rays and carrying on up to Baltimore and then coming home for the D-backs, Rays, and Phillies to close the season off. Uh, so it'll, it'll be here before we know it, but we got to, you know, like you said, keep taking care of business. 
And the Astros will look to keep it going tonight at 540. It'll be Christian Javier on the mound versus Shane McClanahan, another AL Cy Young candidate. Uh, Javier is 9-9 nine and nine on the season with a 2.87 ERA. McClanahan is 12-5 and five with a 2.13 ERA. Uh, you know, we already talked about Christian Javier being that potential fourth starter. Uh, he's really got the he, he's got the stuff, and we've seen him, you know, have his ups and downs this season. But he's really settled into, you know, like you mentioned, two, three, four hits a game, and it's just about limiting the runs. But I mean, even then, uh, he's giving up less runs than we see Arcidi or Garcia generally doing as well. And he's been he's been really great. I think the only like knock on him, if you can even say it is that record because you know he gets he gets less run support than any other damn starter so bad <laughs> on the Astros lineup uh and it's not going to be easy to get that run support tonight either going up against McClanahan uh you know this is a guy who was who was the AL Cy Young favorite for you know most of the first part of the season until JV started to really overtake him um you know in June-ish and McClanahan yeah. has had an injury since late August, he was out for a couple weeks, uh, and he made his return last week against the Blue Jays, going five innings pitched, three hits, one walk, five strikeouts. Uh, but he's still a guy that, that that is able to quiet your bats, you know. And, and it's, it's, he's a guy that the that our bats are going to have to come at early and often to give Javier a little run support and, and get it going early. Yeah, like you said, Shane McClanahan's one of these guys. He's going to be a real, I mean, he's a lead pitcher to begin with. I mean, 213 ERA, that's pretty low Yeah, uh, compared to Justin Verlander and the rest of the Cy Young candidates. But I think this is going to be a test for us as well. This is a great test for this Astros lineup. Obviously, like you were mentioning, we got to score first. We've been doing a pretty good job at that, doing, you know, past these games, scoring first, getting on the board, helping our pitcher. Like you said, that's been the biggest thing for Christian Javier is not getting that run support. We got to help him. He's the only pitcher, I believe, that hasn't got to uh, double-digit wins this season. He's at nine. He has a 9-9 record. Hopefully, you know, this could change you know, in tonight's outing. It's going to be interesting what we do. Dusty has seen Shane McClanahan. He didn't even know who Shane McClanahan was when he came <laughs> to the All-Star game, seeing who he was going to start. He knows the pitches that he has thrown. I'm pretty sure he has a great understanding of what he does. Um, but even if we do and if we don't do great against Shane McClanahan, I don't know if we'll see him in the next series when we play them at home. If we don't, you got to do your homework in the postseason because this is a raised team that I'm pretty sure that's going to get in. Uh, we just don't know what seating they're going to be at. Also, yeah. Tyler Glass now is... Um, getting another rehab start. So we're going to be seeing him too later on. He'll probably be in the bullpen majority of his time, but um, you know, back to Shane McClanahan. Yeah. We got to attack him early, get on him early because, you know, going against a Toronto lineup like that, not giving up any runs, only giving up three hits. I mean, it's pretty deadly what he does. I mean, that curve, that 12, six that he has that four seam as well. Slider mix. Got to do something about it. Got to take advantage of it. Got to score some runs for Christian Javier. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, and so hopefully the Astros can get after him tonight and, and win this series. And they'll go on Wednesday uh, in game three with McCullers on the mound. He's 3-1 and one with a 2-3-4 ERA. Going up against Corey Kluber, who's 10-9 and nine with a 4.44 ERA. 
Uh, this this game three will be at 5.40 p.m., another one of these kind of weird early start times. And Lance on the mound, I mean, we mentioned earlier he looked dominant against the A's. Uh, walks are a little high, but collected those 11 strikeouts. Uh, so hopefully we will see him get after these Tampa Bay batters early and, and strike them out. Uh, he's allowed two earned runs in each of his last three starts, which I, I don't think is a lot to be worried about because I don't really see him giving up a lot more than that, you know, on the regular. Yeah. So as long as the bats can stay productive uh, and hopefully against Kluber, they can, they can stay productive. Um, this will be big for him. Like you said, this is probably a playoff opponent for us. If the playoffs ended today, um, we'd play the winner of a wild card between the Blue Jays and the Rays. So they're going to have to play each other to decide who's going to face Houston. And I, I like the Rays in, in, the, in that series, uh, to be completely honest. Um, especially, like you said, with Glassnow coming back, I think that'll be it. that Rasmussen, McClanahan, Glassnow, one, two, three punch is going to be difficult in a three-game set. Um, so yeah, you know, letting Lance get in there and, and take a look at these guys and, and, and try and try them on for size, I think is going to be important headed into the, headed into the postseason. Yeah. I think there's a great test for him as well. You know, like you said, future playoff opponent, we don't know if we'll play them, but obviously they're a playoff team. They got the playoff caliber players, uh, beyond Diaz being at that top of the lineup. I mean, he is really great. He has really great play discipline. Um, you know, Wander Franco as well. They got young players that you never heard of, and they still, you know, like the Astros, they still continue to develop great players in that organization. So um, it's going to be a great test for him. Obviously, we'll be going against Corey Kluber. He hasn't been having a great season so far. It's kind of going up and down for him. Last outing against Texas, he went five and two-thirds, nine hits, four earned runs, no walks, six strikeouts. The month of September, he's pitched against the Yankees twice, and that last game against Texas, like I said, he has a 1-2 record with a 6.75 ERA, giving up 10 hits, 10 earned runs. Crazy thing is he has not given up any walks and hmm. um, throwing 10 strikeouts. So I think we need to work the count on him. You know, obviously we have some players that have great plate discipline, Bregman being the one at the top of the list. Um, but, yeah, just getting on the board, We, I mean, we've seen him. We've seen him a lot of times from his days in Cleveland, he never pitched against us with Texas because of that COVID year, and he only literally just pitched one start, I believe, and got traded um, to the Yankees. So, I mean, we right. saw him with the Yankees, too, as well. So, um, he's a veteran. He knows what to do. This is a veteran lineup. Obviously, we got Tucker. We got um, Alvarez as well. They're, you you could really counter them as veterans, but um, – yeah, I mean, this guy is nothing new. We've seen him before. Got that crazy curveball, slider, mix, fastball as well. So don't don't let this stat just scare him. I mean, not scare the Astros, but like 6.75 ERA. You you just can't, you know, think, oh, okay, well, he's not a good pitcher. We're just going to continue right. teaming off. You just never know. I mean, this guy was a former Cy Young Award winner. He knows how to pitch. And he's going to, you know, do his homework on his side and see how to carve up these Astro hitters between these last two games from uh, tonight's ball game and Monday's ball game. So, I mean, got to do your work. Got to go over there and do your um, homework against Corey Kluber. Like we said, and we've been preaching all this whole season, got to score first, attack him early, give Lance McCullers that run support that he needs. Yeah, without a doubt. And hopefully the Astros can take care of business on the, on this little road trip. 
um, before they head up to Baltimore. <clears throat> but yeah, this is shaping up to be a great series. Again, this is a, a potential playoff series. So seeing how the Astros perform over these next two games uh, should hopefully tell us a lot about them you know, getting ready for October. So let's go ahead and move into Astros roundup. Not a lot going on as we focus on the hunt for the playoffs. Uh, but as mentioned previously, Jordan Alvarez was the American League Player of the Week for September 12th through 19th. Uh, over those five games, he hit 520 with five home runs, 10 RBIs, and an OPS of 1.836. He has been scorching hot and hopefully can keep it going uh, this week as well. He could be in the conversation theoretically for that September-October Player of the Month. Why not? Who says no? Uh, mm-hmm. Get some back-to-back Astros claiming that reward. Uh, but yeah, you know, you got to love the big man getting hot and Kyle Tucker not far behind him either. Yeah. I mean, Kyle Tucker has been doing what he's been doing. Um, I mean, these are the two guys, the, you know, the new face of the Astros, if you could really say, because it was George Springer, Carlos Correa, Altuve and Bregman. Now we got Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker. I mean, these guys were hugely mentioned in the farm system a lot, um, especially with Jeff Luno was still the GM. He didn't he didn't want to trade Force Whitley or Kyle Tucker for that reasoning. There was that big trade talking, you know, speculation about bringing in Noah Syndergaard from the Mets and trading away either Kyle Tucker or Forrest Whitley. We should have gave up Forrest Whitley. Unfortunately, we didn't. But he believed in Kyle Tucker. And, you know, when you hear Tucker, you think of Preston Tucker, the older brother of Kyle. And he wasn't, you know, the best player, best hitter, best defender, you know, in this in this um, organization. But they have promising of Kyle Tucker coming up and being like the next Ted Williams with his swing, the mechanics, uh, his defense is really underrated as well. And sure enough, I mean, these guys are just continuing to hit the ball at the, you know, at the right time. Jordan Alvarez this month of September so far, 370 batting average, 460 on base percentage, slugging at 833 with an OPS of 1.293. So, I mean, he is getting hot at the right time. He hasn't had a month like that since, you know, winning player of the month in June, going 418 in his batting average. So, I mean, I think this is the best time for him to get hot. Obviously, he has no, you know, he knows October baseball more than anybody being the ALCS MVP last year, batting over 500 against the Red Sox. Um, Kyle Tucker is going to be the one, I think, that has a great chance of making a great run for that ALCS MVP. Hopefully we get there in time. But postseason numbers as well, I think he's going to make a huge splash because already Jordan Alvarez has done it. Why not Kyle Tucker? Especially when he's been trying to get extension talks with the Astros because I believe he wants to stay here and be an Astro forever. Yeah, I think I, I, I do see both those guys. Obviously, you like you're gonna need them in October. I, th- I like that that Tucker being a uh, breakout candidate too for for the postseason as well. Um, so obviously, again, Astros clinching AL West. Uh, they have seven games. Seven seven is the magic number to clinch the one seed in the American League West. The Astros are currently ninety seven and fifty one with those fourteen games remaining. Ten games away from the franchise record of one hundred and seven games. Lorenzo. Can the Astros go 10 and 4? Can they go 11 and 3 and set a new franchise record of 108 wins? Is that insane? I think it's not in completely insane. 
No, I don't think so at all either. I mean, these boys have been playing great baseball in this month of September. Right now, they're 13 and four this month. Um, you know, that whole series that we were talking about, 18 consecutive games playing below 500 winning teams, they went 14 and four. And we had asked that on one of our, um, you know, predictions on full steam ahead. We asked that and we tweeted that out. Only one person had guessed that number right, being 14. Shout out to at Lemos Joe, G.I. Joe. You were the only one that guessed 14 wins that these boys were going to do with um, them consecutive games. But, I mean, it's not out of the mind that these guys could do it. Obviously, they're already, I, I believe, on top for, I mean, the game, the winning is games at the rate that we're at right now. Over 2019, over them 2017. I mean, all these other great teams of Astros baseball, this team has been more resilient and it's been oh you yeah know, no doubt. really difficult because we never would have thought i mean losing carlos correa stung losing george well, and just think about how bad april was you know when we were going to be like oh we yeah like we were going to be lucky to win 90 games and here we are you know in late september talking about can we beat the franchise record i think the big yeah. thing that's, that's kind of standing the way is i'm interested to see uh who gets playing time over the next couple weeks i think I think especially tomorrow we'll see a hell of a lineup. I think we're going to see Yanir Diaz. We're going to see Elevens Diaz out there. We're going to see Mauricio out there. I think they're going to they're just going to let the let the boys let the boys ball these next couple of days. Um, so who knows, you know, how that impacts those final standings? But uh, definitely something to consider. And I, you know, we've taken we've taken care of business. We've got the AL West. We've got the playoffs. Uh, but I'd love to see the Astros make a make a strong push to get 104, 105, 106 wins. Um, it would be great to see. Definitely possible. I wouldn't doubt in my mind they couldn't do it because I mean this this team has done everything you know, come through all the odds and everything like that. Saying we weren't going to be a great team after Correa left, we weren't going to be a great team after Springer left. Just as we've been preaching this whole season on our episodes, the player development that the Astros do, bringing you know players from the ground up. We have the most players from the ground up than any other team. Obviously, we know the Dodgers continue to trade for these star players. Same thing as the Yankees signing um, or even trading, you know, all-star caliber players. The Astros, the foundation started right there all the way up. They grew and everything like that, even though, too, you know, we lost great players. Doesn't matter. We haven't lost a series since August 26, too, as well, that yeah. Baltimore series. So, I mean... Credit to do what this team is going to be doing. I wouldn't doubt they'll tie it. It's going to be difficult, especially the stretch of games we're going to be playing. Like you said, Tampa Bay again, uh, Baltimore again. We can't sleep on the Phillies. The Phillies are even playing for a wild card spot. So I don't see why not. I don't see why we can't do it. Break it by one game. Who cares? Let's do it again. Let's keep having fun. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. And, and, you know, speaking of the Phillies and that wild card hunt, let's go around the league here real fast as we start to wrap up today's show. Um, you know, the Mets today or yesterday became the first team to clinch a oh, – the Mets clinched the postseason berth for the first time <laughs> since 2016. Let's try that on for size. Uh, the Mets clinched that postseason berth. They are headed back to the playoffs, uh, becoming the third team to – to clinch their postseason berth. Uh, meanwhile, the Angels were eliminated from playoff contention officially. Um, somehow, honestly, credit to the Angels for being as bad as they are and still finishing third in AL West. Um, 
I guess technically still some room to go, but uh, you know, that's just credit to the A's for being that completely terrible that they make a really bad Angels team um look that look decent. Uh but yeah, so it's the it's the Mets, the Dodgers, and the Astros who have officially punched their tickets so far. Only the Astros and the Dodgers have won their divisions yet, but we will see some of those divisional races um maybe starting to clear up here by the end of the week. Uh, there's obviously some that may come down a little bit more to the wire. The bunch I love taking care of business against against the Rays, not doing any favors, or we're doing a little bit of a favor for the Yankees, just keeping them off their tail. But the Yankees have been playing a lot better baseball lately. And, man, Aaron Judge, he's going to do it, man. He's going to do it. Oh, yeah. I mean, he had two home runs this past Sunday um, going against the Brewers. He just needs two more to tie Roger Maris's 61 record. Another stat that I found interesting, most multi-hit home runs in a single season, 2022, Aaron Judge being 11. The next two is Sammy Sosa and 98. Obviously, we know about the story of 98 with Mark McGuire himself and Ken Griffey Jr. And then 1938 by the name of Hank Greenberg hitting 11 as well. So can Judge do it? I think he can. Like I said, he wasn't my pick in the beginning to be the MVP. That was Vlad Guerrero Jr. Um, But... You know, there's a debate with him and Shohei Otani right now, seeing who is the MVP. With the Yankees not having this guy in the lineup, they're not in the postseason. They are definitely they're they won't even be in first or second place. They'll probably yeah. be in third or fourth. Um, so you know, Aaron Judge, continue doing what you're doing, boy. Um, real quick too with the standings, I wanted to mention Toronto's five and a half games back from the Yankees. So it, like you said, it's still not over. Obviously, like you talked about the Rays, six and a half games back. So, but yeah, I mean, Aaron Judge trying to get that home run streak, not home run streak, home run record. It's going to be interesting. We have a little bit of games left, like you said. He could do it. 14 games left. Why not? Two more. Even maybe even set up another record in the single season category. Yeah, no, I definitely think Judge is going to is gonna get that, get Maris's record. Uh, pretty impressive season. Got to tip your cap to the guy. Uh, that, that's a lot of freaking home runs to hit in one season. And speaking of a lot of freaking home runs, Albert Pujols is only two away from 700. Uh, he hit numbers. He hit number 698 on Friday evening. Uh, again, another another clutch pinch hit home run. Uh, and the, and he's as he's closing in on 200. Similar judge, I think it's for sure that he gets it. It's kind of a matter of. of of win, not if, uh, but just kind of cool storylines. I always love the end of the baseball season when we're, you know, focusing in on, on all these little storylines and the guys chasing down the triple crown and chasing down this record, that record. It's always, it's always a good time for baseball. Yeah. We just saw one record be shattered with Framber the other day. And that was just pitching, but now we're right. talking about the hitters, you know, obviously um, Aaron judge with 61, Pujols getting a 700. Jose Altuve trying to do 13 with Barry Bonds being the having the most leadoff home runs in a single season. So it's interesting what you know baseball is doing right now. The game is fun. You know, people think it's boring. You just got to know the game. You just got to get into the game as well. Learn the game. But um, Albert Pujols, I mean, you're you're witnessing history in both him and Aaron Judge, but Pujols being the main guy because. Obviously, it's the last dance for him. Yeah, w- without a doubt. And speaking of last dance, uh, David Price announced, according to USA Today, his retirement. 
at the end of this season. His 14-year career is coming to an end. Uh, he's obviously had, had a hell of a career. Um, you know, we, don't, we haven't heard as much about him out of that in that bullpen role in Los Angeles that he's been in this season. Obviously, he was that big signing with them a couple of years ago. Uh, but he's had a great career, and he's one of those guys that kind of made this generation of the 2010s, you know. Uh, so mm-hmm. tip tip of the hat to him and enjoy your retirement, David, and hopefully we can send you there with an L if we have to. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. I mean, especially in 2018, what he did to us, him and yeah. uh, Nathan Uvalde, and that was the biggest one of them all. But, yeah, he made that team great. Um, like you said, the 2010s years that he was playing uh, with Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, that right. was a great team with Carl Crawford, Evan, a young Evan Longoria, um, the Upton, not Upton brothers, but one of the Upton brothers. I don't remember if it was BJ or Justin at the top of my head. I mean, the, them were that was a great Tampa Bay team that obviously got to the World Series and fell short to the Philadelphia Phillies. So um, great career, like, like you had mentioned. Hopefully we leave him out with an L. Um, but yeah, I mean, he hasn't been having a real bullpen role this year. Been de- dealing with a lot of injuries, so right. that's why it was probably calling it a career because of that. Yeah, but uh, obviously, you know, this is that time of year where we are eyes are focused on the postseason. You got your teams like us, like the Astros, that can kind of kick our feet up and enjoy the ride for the next couple of weeks. Uh, and yeah, you know, those scrappy teams that are still there fighting for their chance and fighting for it. Um, so yeah, obviously great, great time for baseball, but that is all we have for our show for today. We will be back with you guys at the conclusion of the series versus the Rays, uh, to wrap up that season and preview the series versus the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter. If you do not already at full steam ahead and thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Continue to listen to us on Apple podcasts and Spotify. Leave us some ratings, leave us a review. We'd like to see how we're doing. Uh, always trying to improve too as well and that's how baseball is they practice they train they try to improve i think that's what we're trying to do being our first year on full steam ahead so continuing to give us a rate give us a review and yeah we're like rookies we're, we're rookies at this we need we need a uh, we need a little feedback yeah also union stations open till nine o'clock obviously if you're we're probably going to post this later on in the morning open till 9 p.m. today so go get your playoff gear get ready for the postseason make a strong run don't spend about 500 dollars because that will be going for the world series hopefully so till then we will talk to you guys later see you guys